Hey guys, welcome to the Yoga Podcast. I am your host, Rob Watson, and in today's episode, I've got yoga and meditation teacher Martin Bone lined up for you today. Really great episode. I really seemed to get on really well with this guy, and um, we had a good connection and had a lot of similar things, a lot of interests and stuff, which is sort of um, is always a, a good thing for me. And uh, I think it's proved to be a really good episode. And we share Martin's journey. He was a, a health performance coach and a tennis coach for 10 years and he knew that there was something else something more that he wanted to do with the world so he's kind of gone off to the east gone off to the west to explore different forms of meditation and yoga and he's very much brought that back and sort of packaged it up in his own way with his own identity and he's kind of delivering that into Liverpool now and he's helping hundreds and hundreds of people to learn to meditate and really changing their lives and shifting their lives and he's just got an amazing outlook on life, very positive, very motivational and there's so much wisdom that comes through this episode. I think there's a lot to gain from this one, I really do. So anyway, let's get on today's episode and just how it normally starts, I tend to like just chat with the guests, but pretty much edit that out, but I've kept quite a bit of that in just at the beginning, that's just us having a little chat about the podcast and it kind of just flows in naturally there, so anyway, let's get into today's episode. Are you getting on with it? Are you doing, yeah? Yeah, you know yeah. what, I'm loving it. It's one of them things where the initial excitement of something new does wane away yeah, yeah of course and it's and then the challenge is to go not to start something yeah because you can yeah. just be a starter and not like see stuff through but it's great because like i love just talking about interesting stuff yeah and like for instance i wouldn't just message you and say not knowing you so do you want to meet do you want to meet up for, yeah, yeah. Can chat for now and yeah. it's like i don't even what? yeah what's you know? going on yeah. yeah so but it's a nice little gateway into that and just have good chats and then if i can share it Brilliant. Some of the feedback I've had has been amazing. It's boss, yeah. yeah it really Changed people's lives. Yeah. You know, you can literally, you know, you probably as well as I do. You know, you've probably listened to many podcasts. You know, from all walks of life, and and these riveting conversations. You just go, wow, I'm learning stuff here, or I'm pl- how can I apply this to my own existence? Or like, mm-hmm. wow, that's just inspired me to like to crack on with my own ideas and stuff like that. You know, it's more conversations that can change people's consciousness yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. It's just that feeling that if feeling like if they can do it and if they've had challenges in their life, because what I like to talk about a little bit is like some of the challenges that people face. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it, if sometimes I'll be interviewing people and you might be the editor of this magazine, but they haven't always been there. Yeah, of course. There's been times they've been struggling and yeah. people who will be listening to this will be struggling. Yeah. And they don't want, you just wanted to make it feel more real. Yeah. And um, authentic, really. Absolutely. Because everyone at times, goes through some shit yeah big time yeah definitely yeah. we all go through it you know and it's um, and I think it's it's the capacity to see the, the blessings in, in these moments of you know darkness and um, suffering um, and, and it can be our it, it can sometimes just take a crisis for us to really want to do something about our lives as well you know Um and, and if, if you, I think if people can really see the blessing and things, they don't really fall into that sort of oh, why me or that, you know that sort of victim space, you know. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's good. I notice from like experience from my thing, in life you can be sometimes if you're in the thick of it, like you really need to do some like reflection work to yeah, see that, yeah. to see. Yeah. Past it and maybe put yeah. yourself rather than being in the mud you're on yeah. the, the tree branches looking yeah. down going where do you want yeah. okay this is this is serving me from a from a highest good definitely and I'm gonna this is gonna make me 
more of who I am. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because often the ego doesn't like change. Yeah, yeah. I've built that character. I want to step up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, it's already, it's already, it's already happening, mate. You know what yeah. I mean? I love yeah. it. I love what you're doing, and I'm excited that I'm here. So yeah, it's good. Um, so I reckon um, just the first one of the first things we spoke about when we were on the phone, it's like you were saying that you've just done um, like a mushroom ceremony. Yeah. I'd love to hear about that. Okay. Um, so that was just uh, literally Saturday gone. We um, we gather. We tend to gather now once a month. Um, and I've got some really incredible friends who've been exploring this type of medicine for, for quite some time. And other sorts of psychedelics as well. And they are just a wonderful set of people who, who are musicians as well and healers. And, um, yeah, you know, we come together once a month and it's it's a celebration, really. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a safe space for us to reflect. You know, it's a safe space for us to be inspired. Um, you know, and to explore ourselves on a, on a bit of a more deeper level, in a, you know, intimately as well. So, yeah, it's it's something that we've I've been actively exploring for a number of years, you know, since around 2013. I started to explore psychedelics, um, and I've had many wonderful experiences in, you know, many different settings, some of it recreational, and um, most of it in more of a ceremonial space. And... Um, yeah, it's it it's really shaped who I am today. You know, it's been a it's it's allowed me to take a look at my behaviour. You know, it's allowed me to take a look at certain aspects of myself that I've been able to contemplate and review, um, and then integrate. You know, you have some amazing experiences. You know, real heart opening experiences, some divine insight, inspiration, creativity, um. And, and then it's it's how I've learned how to apply that, you know, day-to-day living, you know, with the people around me, you know, family, friends, um, work colleagues, you know, not just my personal endeavours, but my professional endeavours. And so, yeah, it's, um, it, it, we, we sit uh, together. There tends to be around seven or eight healers and musicians. There's a main man who, who guides us through the journey. And he's, an, he's a druid, you know, he's an active druid. Um, so it's... It's done in a very lovely manner, you know. And the musicians, they're all like conscious musicians and they, they, they've sat many medicines before, you know, not just with mushrooms, but obviously you might have heard of ayahuasca and, and other, um, you know, peyote and San, San Pedro. Um, and yeah, you know, we ingest mushrooms. Uh, it's all very safe. We take a measured dose. And we uh, we journey together, you know, and, and they just take us through a, a wonderful evening of music, sound. You know, a lot of it's a sound healing journey as well. Um, and there's a lot of prayers, you know, there's a, a lot of chanting, um, a lot of mantra. You know, it's just whatever sort of flows through the evening. And, um, yeah, it's each and every time I do it, I get something incredible from it. You know, I've, I've been able to be really fortunate enough to, to bring some family and, and friends in on these circles um, and and to watch them grow, you know, over a period of time. Some of them have just explored one ceremony, some of us, we, we keep coming back each month. Um, and it's, we just cultivate wonderful attitudes, you know, uh, um, you know, this love and kindness and presence and generosity and compassion. And it, it's, 
it just becomes this wonderful celebration and you can't not open your heart up you know and it's it is it's it's something that held really dear to me and, and I've had again many wonderful insights over the past more so over the past 18 months especially working with this particular medicine you know the mushrooms that active compound psilocybin um, and I also microdose you know mushrooms as well you know every 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 few days just take a very minuscule dose and I've never actually been so creative in all my life I'm, I'm currently putting an app together at the moment and it's like writing a book and it's I've been really creative I was never maybe classed as a creative person in school but, but nowadays, you know, working with this type of medicine, you know, on, on such a, a microdose level, but also exploring a ceremony where, you know, the dose can be um, a little bit more heroic. Um, working in these ways, yeah, it's just, it's just served me so well. Yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. It's good. That sounds incredible, and it's synchronicity in a way for me because I've been reading, particularly exploring a lot more with the idea of microdosing LSD or, yeah. or MDMA and the real benefits of healing trauma yeah. and going back in like I've got a little bit not in terms, in terms of like a little bit of resistance like I pretty got in I got into drugs quite a bit when I was younger Yeah, a lot of recreational drugs yeah. and it kind of felt like it screwed me up for a bit of time so mm. I'm probably a little bit I've been a little bit in that Russell Brand mode of like you know what I need to if I dabble a little bit there's a little bit of that fear thinking god I don't want to end up like that but I totally <laughs> I've been really totally open-minded to ayahuasca it's something that i'm so fascinated about it and I, I, some of the benefits it kind of feels like it can be complete accelerated learning mm. and accelerating release rather mm. than say if you're going to go to traditional counseling potentially i've heard stuff you know you could have such a, a heart opening yeah. one session that could take you so long to delve into absolutely. just one-to-one -one session yeah absolutely so, but i guess in some ways it's not for the faint-hearted in a way because you've got to, you've got to really honour the space yeah. and you've got to have done a lot of maybe some of the inner work and yeah. you've just jumped from one way of living and going, oh, right, that sounds cool. I'm going to yeah. dive into that. It might be a bit intense on the body. Absolutely. You know, we, um, you know, the people we have um, just tend to be, you know, people who are really going on a journey, you know, um, of sort of exploration and self-inquiry. Um, you know, it's it's very well respected, and we don't have anyone just coming in, and it's you know, not like a flippant journey. It's something that we do really honour, um, and and everyone um, goes through the process of, of speaking to, you know, um, the, the 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 healers and the musicians. So it's very it's done in, in a very um, safe and respectful way, um, and there's always like an intention. You know, what are you looking to get out of this? And, so the, the, the space is very held, you know, um, and it's it's really lovely to see people explore this medicine and get so much out of it. Um, you know, there's actually no good or bad journey, you know, you just get shown insights. It sort of lowers that veil. And, um, and, and with the musicians themselves, the, it, everything's kept really high vibration. You know, it's very angelic and you can't not, you know, exit a ceremony and just feel open at, at the level of the heart piece. Because I think, you know, in the West, we've really, a lot of our hearts can be closed. You know, we've become very cerebral, I think, nowadays. You know, we're living in the intellect, you know, this the headspace can be really busy. And we've forgotten the capacity to, you know, how do we open the heart space? You know, how do we get into the body, um, even the gut? You know, we're not listening to our instinct or our intuition. We're just really being governed by this sort of intellect 
you know, the, the mind. Um, and, and we've got this great intelligence within us that once we start tapping into, it can serve us very well. And speaking from my own experience, you know, working with my own heart space, you know, because we've all been betrayed and, you know, we've all felt pain and um, we've all had suffering and, and the heart actually closes off, you know, it closes to protect us. So it's having things, you know, that um, that can really help us to open th this space up again, you know, whether it be, you know, ceremony, mushrooms, um, you know, maybe some yoga, meditation, um, just these these different modalities that we can really explore to to open ourselves up because you're just opening yourself up to love, you know, you're also open up to, to possibility and because life life is incredible when you when you're navigating it from a, 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 a real sincere space of love from my experience. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It sounds absolutely incredible and I've kind of gone on my own journey, spiritual journey in a way for the past eight years or so. And you know, through meditation and changing diet, really cleaning up, looking at my lifestyle, nice. getting very clear, decluttering life, you know, just to create a space so actually I can start to create the things I really want to create in my yeah. life. Because I think there's a lot of clutter, there's a lot of just stuff in the way. Yeah. And I think we've got to go through that and it's just peeling it away. So um, I am actually very interested. So it's uh, funny about us um, chatting about this. Have you actually been out the country? Have you been to anywhere like Peru or any I actually haven't. I, uh, I run a yoga studio. I own a yoga studio in Liverpool. And um, and we opened up in 2013. And since we opened up the studio, it's like I haven't had to go anywhere. Everyone, you know, has sort of come come to me. And it's been, that's been a blessing. You know, I haven't actively gone outside looking for things. It's all just come to the studio. And, and it's always been divine timing. And we've had some incredible people walking through Planet Yoga since 2013, you know, from all walks of life. And so that environment has, has been um, really conscious and, you know, high vibration. And so we've been really fortunate enough to have, you know, um, these people, you know, come through the door where we've created incredible bonds, you know, lovely relationships, and there's a real sense of community. Um, and yeah, it's it, so we, we've only I've only ever explored it, you know, um, not just in my own backyard, but other places in the UK. Um, you know, real respectful, um, you know, ceremonies, you know, with some incredible healers, um, which which has been really beautiful. I, I think I'd love to explore maybe the idea of of going elsewhere, but sometimes that can be a little bit romanticised. Um, you know, I'll go in the jungle and, and I know in the jungle with some of these medicines, maybe ayahuasca especially, there can be a lot of sort of sorcery going on also. So you have to do your due diligence and you gotta know where you're going and you gotta really be ready for what you what you're exploring because it, it can be um some people might are not necessarily ready to look at some of the stuff which is presented in these journeys. So um so actively no. And and maybe maybe in the future, but it's not really calling me. Um, I'm very fortunate enough again to just have some incredible friends who work with this medicine. You know, I'm in my backyard. You know, and and so we don't have to go anywhere. And a lot of the time, I feel like the journey's actually internal anyway. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter where you are, as long as the space is held and it's a safe space. Then you know, once once you're sort of closing the lids of the eyes and and you're going on that internal journey. You could be anyway. anyway yeah. yeah, yeah, I totally relate with that. So, what um, led you to 
to want to explore it and do your first ceremony? Um, do you know what? I think I've been sincerely looking for something for a long time. I've always been very open-minded. Um, I, especially through my twenties, you know, a bit like yourself, explored, you know, narcotics, you know, on so many different levels, and it shaped who I am today. I was more interested in, you know, dance music and house music. You know, so I was raving for a long time, you know, exploring MDMA and ecstasy and. And I've got no shame in, in, in all of that. You know, again, it's shaped who I am today. And I've always been very open-minded. But I'd never explored psychedelics. I knew about them. You know, we've all heard of magic mushrooms. And it wasn't until I opened up Planet Yoga in 2013 and, and, and having really started to explore myself on a deeper level, you know, through, the, you know, asana, through practicing yoga. And that led me to meditation. Um, and, you know, that led me to having deeper, meaningful conversations about life, about human behaviour, personal transformation. And and the right people just come through the door at the right time. And so it, it was, I wasn't actively looking, it just sort of happened. And I felt that it was all divine, you know, it was all happening for a reason. It felt very honest and spontaneous. And it was in 2013, I actually smoked DMT first, before I even explored the mushrooms. And I had an incredible experience. And it pretty much showed me, um, a, I suppose, a reality that I'd never seen before. You know, we, we, we're pretty much tuned into what's in front of us. But it showed me a different dimension, a different reality. And there was an intelligence which was beyond words. I had a wonderful experience. And since that experience, the, uh, there was definitely a maybe a longing or a fascination to explore psychedelics but in a very safe space in a safe sitting um so yeah it, it just sort of happened and it, it, you know we, we sat ayahuasca you know I've, I've, I've explored that medicine many times and and then you know just recently over the last 18 months it has been you know really leaning towards psilocybin and the mushrooms. I feel like I've got a really wonderful relationship with this medicine. Um, and, it, and it's not as a heavier journey either. It can be, you know, depending on the, the, um, the dose that you, can, that you can take. However, it doesn't seem as heavy as maybe ayahuasca or as purgative. It can just be more, you know, um, gentle and sincere. Yeah, so... So it just sort of happened, you know, it sort of happened and, uh, and I just like the way things have unfolded. I've just learnt in my life to just let things be and go with what's in front of you and inevitably make skilled choices around that, you know. So I've learnt also how to say no, you know, to things as well as saying yes and, you know, exploring new possibilities and new ways of living, which has been really um, enlightening for myself. and and. When I feel like I'm growing as a person, you know, my surroundings and my environment, you know, thrive. Amazing. And you touched on, so you've been microdosing LSD. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? It's microdosing psilocybin. Oh, yeah, okay. so there okay. is the mushroom. So I've been actively exploring microdosing um, from about 2015 on and off. Um, so I tend to take a microdose, for example, on a Monday, and then I have a, a couple of days off. And then I have another microdose on a Thursday and then I have a couple of days off. And so it's like one day on, two days off. And it's such a small dose that you can't feel anything. 
you know, it's um, and have had long periods of time on it. I think at this moment in time, it's probably the longest period of time I have been exploring microdosing is about three months. Um, and yeah, I just feel really elevated and uplifted. It's helped me to be really creative and colourful and it, it just naturally raises serotonin in any way in the body. So it's it's definitely saving me. You know, I've got a lot of projects that I'm working with at the moment and it's really helping me to find that inspiration, you know, to continue to um, to go beyond. So yeah, it's wonderful. That sounds incredible and I've, I've come across a few guys recently but it'd be good if anyone who's listening to this and is interested in these things. Is there any people that you'd recommend to check out on YouTube or anywhere yeah, online? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we're in the age of information nowadays so you only have to click two clicks of a button and you know you're on you're on YouTube and and there's so much information out there um I mean I, I first came across it listening to you know the likes of Joe Rogan um you know I think his podcasts are incredible um and th- th- there's there's many others out there I think actively there's no one I can think of that I could maybe um speak of at this moment in time but I think it's a matter of just feeling into yourself you know uh, listening to your own reason checking this stuff out on the internet and um and you know most people now you, you can order you can just grow your own mushrooms you know small grow kits and and it's it's a nice way to really cultivate maybe something um sacred and even saying your own prayers and intentions to, towards the mushrooms because it's a it's an intelligence which is way beyond um you know it's part of a mycelium network and things like this and it's you know the, and these these sacred mushrooms they actually grow on our land um and to, to even go picking, you know, around the autumn time, go, go picking, go go foraging, find some mushrooms, and um, and just explore them, and 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 be open to the experience, because it, it can be life changing. Um, I think that there might be a little bit of stigma, or there's a misconception that oh, that, you know, people are not going on a bad journey or having a trip, um, and it's just the mindset of of how you know people can be. It's just a matter of being open, being open-minded, exploring the medicine, and and having fun with it, yeah, and and seeing what it, because it's it will show you some stuff um, about about yourself that if you sincerely take a look at and and really integrate into your life, then you upgrade. You know, you you pretty much upgrade. I'm I'm very much about upgrading. Nowadays, we're all upgrading things outside of ourselves. You know, the phone, the car. The house, the girlfriend, you know. <laughs> um, but when we really start to work with our own internal landscape, this supercomputer, you know, we call the human experience, you, you can really feel into your potential, you know, and, and it, it becomes limitless. And from my own experience, I've, I'm a better person now than I've ever been. And I continue to grow and transform and expand. And I, um, and I and I use my own experiences then to you know to be useful and generative to the world to the people around me. Um, so it served me incredibly well, and, and I hope anyone listening that if you if you were to explore this medicine, then yeah, give it a shot and, and, and see what unfolds. Yeah, it does. It sounds incredible and so expansive, and as you say, it's serving you right now, yeah. enabling you then to be a better person 
when you're serving others Absolutely. in that place. And I, something that definitely resonates with me is the idea of going foraging and getting them off our land, mm-hmm. like more so than, say, going to Peru and mm-hmm. using something that is natural to the earth. Absolutely. It feels like you use something that's grown within a few miles of us. It's a little bit like growing your own food. Yeah, absolutely. You know, rather than it travelling so long, there's a certain residence about it, a certain energy about mm-hmm. it that feels more in line with with who we are. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's um, that's really fascinating, and I think it's just, um, yeah, synchronicity abound that when I spoke to you, you just, you just happened to have done it, but you do say you're doing it quite regularly, and, and it's just been appearing for me and my reality a lot more. Yeah. And um, maybe having a little bit less sort of, re- a little bit less resistance yeah. around it, but totally, totally open to it and seeing all them amazing yeah. results from people. Yeah. But I know it's very pop. Microdosing is particularly very popular, isn't it? Like Silicon yeah. Valley, absolutely. San Francisco, all yeah. the you're saying you're in the flow now you've got mm. loads of things going on your app you've got your meditation course your yoga and mm. other things and they're just like yeah I've got the space for them and you yeah. can just move between them absolutely and I've heard the same of people who are over in Silicon Valley they're setting up you know companies and stuff and they're just yeah it's given them the ideas and the inspiration yeah. and just yeah the will to absolutely create. I believe the world needs something unique for us all to be moving into and so it really is you know giving us this divine insight you know, to, to look outside the box, you know what I mean, to look into the future and to possibly create a path of, of, of change for, for society, to really step out of the norm, you know, step out of these comfort zones. And and I know they're using it in clinical trials for depression and things like that and, and, and relationships as well. So there's, there's a, a, a broad aspect of, of how this incredible medicine is getting used nowadays. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time. I remember listening to Graham Hancock on Joe Rogan yeah. going back a few years ago and he's like you know what a guy it's like a real life Indiana Jones yeah. he's going exploring and he's done quite a lot of ayahuasca experiences stuff and he says and it's interesting we're talking about this now that um, just recently we've got a new Prime Minister in the UK <laughs> Boris Johnson who's causing a bit of a stir but um, Graham Hancock basically said that everyone who's going to serve in office needs to go and do some some plants out. Yeah. They need to open up, tap in, see that there's so much more to reality than yeah. just, as you say, what we're seeing day to day. Yeah. And it's so much more rich and complex and beautiful. Mm. And it's a tapestry and we're all connected mm. and we can all influence each other. So if imagine some leaders, yeah. I say leaders in inverted commas because I think we're all our own leaders, yeah. but it feel great to have some people that you looked up and thought, wow, yeah, yeah I'm so glad that they're in that position. And, Absolutely. And if they had a bit more of an expanded consciousness. I know in America now, I think it's Marianne Williamson who's going to be yeah. running for president. And you just think someone, yeah. someone with such like, you know, an open mind, yeah. heart-centered, has done all her spiritual, done, probably healed so many of her wounds, yeah. is in a place to truly serve compared yeah. to, say, Absolutely. Donald Trump. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. But I also think, and I, I did a post on this yesterday, how, you know, whoever's in power now is is actually the right person for us yeah because if we had someone who was totally just what we wanted we we probably sit back a bit and go they've got it sorted for us yeah. and actually we have to sort it out Absolutely. ourselves yeah and um, so eventually i think that will manifest but it might be a decade it yeah. could be further away i think it'd be amazing if you know if, if she got into power i mean just listen to some of her stuff on instagram and you know youtube and you know she's a she's a force you know and i think people like her can have such a, an incredible positive effect on, on how things can change. But I think we also have to accept what's in front of us, you know, because there's always lessons to learn from the people, from these people in power. And, um, because it gives us that opportunity to think, actually, you know, I'm, 
what else is out there? You know, what can I do different? Because we're all being puppeteered, you know, in, in one aspect or another. Um, to have these leaders who, as you said, just being heart centered, you know, they've done their own work. You know, as you mentioned wounds there, you know, the, the capacity to not really project your own wounds unconsciously onto the world, but really to, to serve consciously. I think there's a massive difference between reacting out unconsciously, you know, certain patterns of behavior versus responding or acting from a place of consciousness, you know, from a place of awareness. It's two ends of the spectrum. And um, and it's certainly what I teach, you know, with meditation. You're highlighting that there's an opportunity to be conscious in every moment and to be the master of your moments rather than reacting out subconscious patterns, you know, from, from that sort of part of the mind, which is the subconscious. Um, so it's fascinating stuff, you know, it's really interesting and um, I'm, I'm excited, yeah, to see how things unfold. I'm very optimistic about yeah. stuff, I really am. I think, yeah, there's going to be turbulent times ahead and we're living in them now, yeah. you know, in the UK, everyone's been bombarded with Brexit for three years and, like, I haven't watched the news for years and it's just like, I'm not going to open myself up to that because yeah. it's just a drama. Absolutely. I'm just going to lower, lower my vibe. Absolutely. And I'm like, well, no, I want to, I want to be... Like I'm this sovereign being myself, yeah. and I'm and I'm like gonna come. Of course, I know we're connected to the whole, and I don't want to just like dispel that stuff and say it doesn't matter because yeah. it does. But I think it's so important for us to look at ourselves and then and then come together as a community, come together as a collective, yeah. grassroots movements. Like you know, you've got the Extinction Rebellion recently, like people, yeah. and also kids like just all taking strikes from school. Like I just love it when I'm here yeah. and stuff like that. Like real conscious kids, yeah. and. I, you know, you touched on before you got, you know, a daughter and it's going to be amazing to see her grow up. But I think the youth now, there's something special about them yeah. compared to, say, when I was growing up in the 90s. Yeah. The kids now are in the teens. It's They're just brighter. Yeah. And they're more alert. Definitely. And they're more open. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a, a, a sidetrack. But I'm interested to know about your, your meditation. Yeah. And what sort of meditation that you actually teach. Okay. So I started meditating... Um, in around 2012, I I was a tennis coach for a long time, and I was interested in um, sports psychology. You know what it meant to make skilled choices, put in a sport environment, and it led me down a path of you know really diving into um, you know in in sports performance, excellence, all that kind of stuff, human behaviour, and. I re- it was really congruent with my own life and I started to take a look at my own stuff and a friend of mine um, she, she she was getting into transcendental meditation at the time and I I just had this call and to sit still you know to, to just be still and, and to take you know to look in the mirror as well and to start taking a look at who I was I was asking them big questions who am I you know where am I going what's my purpose and I was very fortunate. I lived a, a, an incredible life, you know, being a tennis coach. But after so many years, there was um, there was just a strong pull to to explore something else. And and what that was was myself. Um, I I took a trip in two thousand twelve to Thailand. I stepped away from tennis, and I ended up in a, a monastery with these monks up in the mountains in Chiang Mai. I spent 10 days with them and it was the first time I'd ever really tasted peacefulness and, and stillness and, um, you know, and, and it was just a really quiet 
serene, you know, contented way of life. And I think I'd been starving for that for quite some time. But you have to have the experience first. So I had this experience and I was under the guidance of these these monks. And when I came back, I, I felt like I wanted to dive into it a little bit more. The way things unfolded, it literally... Planet Yoga opened in 2013 and there was there was a, a magic that happened, a synchronicity that literally brought that studio together. And I, I run and own the studio with my partner, um, which is my father, uh, and, and his partner, Diane. And I really want, I was starving to, to continue this journey of insight and um, self-inquiry. So I, I started to practice Vipassana meditation. And there's a wonderful... Um, retreat center in Hereford and I took a, a 10 day journey and it was the first time I'd ever really explored myself on a deeper level and it's, it's, it's like a 10 day journey it's 10 hours a day for 10 days and you take up a noble silence and you're guided through the process and it, it was an incredible unfolding you know and I pretty much had deep insights from meditation as the same that I was having from you know, uh, psychedelics. So there's definitely something in it, and I started to go deeper into it. And I explored another couple of Vipassana meditations, so I did three, you know, 10-day silent retreats, and I kept up the practice at home. But it always kept falling away. You know, it was, it was it's a very dry practice, incredible practice. But I, I felt like it wasn't as hard-centered, you know, it didn't maybe have that devotion I was looking for. And... I explored other different modalities, you know, some osho-dynamic stuff, some transcendental meditation. So there's definitely been, you know, a little bit of Zen meditation. And I ended up in taking a journey to Mexico in 2016. And I actually spent 90 days in a meditation school. It's a Vedanta school. Um, and what that means is it's just, it's like earliest known scripture. You know, it comes from like the Vedic text and the Upanishads. But the our teacher... Um, his name was Sahaja. He was like a 30-year scholar, you know, and, and what he'd explored in his life, he'd, he'd pretty much put this course together. And it's only once once a year, and he take, they take 30 people on. I was very fortunate to, to get on the course. Um, I felt very blessed. And I just was able to ha be guided and surrounded by some incredible meditation teachers. And, and incredible human beings, you know, who were so open at the level of the heart and so conscious and the community was really conscious. And and I, I learnt a lot, but it was nothing I didn't really already know at the level of my own depth. Um, but it gave me an intellectual map to understand maybe my own experiences and how things have been unfolding for me. And so when I came home, I, I thought, I, I need to share this. I want to share this with the people from Liverpool. And by that time, I'd been meditating for probably about five or six years. Um, and the practice took a, a real wonderful turn, you know, moving towards the heart space, really moving towards that self-inquiry, who am I? Um, and having them direct experiences of, of, an, of a transmission of, you know, stillness, um, blissfulness, peacefulness, uh, completion, unity. And, and it was all there. And learning how to use mindful techniques just to create them conditions for them revelations. 
And so then big questions of asking out who I was, I really found out who I was behind name and form. And it's been a wonderful journey. I have an active practice daily and it's only, you know, like 15 minutes. But I feel like life's become a a meditation. So, you know, I could say, oh, it's, it's this meditation I'm teaching and it's that meditation I'm teaching. But I feel like I'm putting concept, uh, complex concepts into just scouse terms. You know, um, so I've come back to Liverpool and I'm, I pretty much just tell people it's an act of mental fitness, really. You know, you, you're pretty much training attention or awareness. It's the same thing. And you're training awareness so you can start to become aware of what's truly happening in front of you. And you can start to examine the things that go unexamined, you know, especially at the level of our behaviour. We're 95% of our day, we're, we're just reacting out subconscious patterns. And so meditation gives you the opportunity to, you know, really develop your awareness, um, explore its full range. So you can be more conscious in your days. And as I was saying before, you know, you can step into being the master of your moments rather than being governed by your conditioning. So it's been a really wonderful journey. Um, I love teaching meditation and I take people on a, a, a journey, over a, a 10 hour journey. What that looks like, it's a, it's, it's a two hour session once a week for five weeks. And it's, it's pretty much a wide perspective on meditation. You know, we cover all bases. And I'm just giving people a map, an intellectual understanding on what the practice actually is, why we want to be practicing meditation and how to do it. And then the powers in the practice, you know, I, I, I don't claim to, um, I don't claim to take people anywhere. I just take people to the practice and the practice does the rest. And so over that period of five weeks, it's almost 40 day period, they're building a new healthy habit, but we're also building an inner structure of how to navigate your own practice and use, you know, the things that we explore in the meditative experience in our daily life. And so then life becomes a meditation. You know, we find ourselves when we're lost in thought and we maybe even notice the themes of the thought and then we're just recalling our awareness back to the present moment in what's really in front of us. And so you're just developing concentration. Um, I mean, there's many different hallmarks that we, you know, that we really cultivate through the practice also. You know, we're there to build character and alter our characteristic traits. It's like an upgrading system. But we're also there to have an experience of remembering who we really are behind the mask that we wear, you know, behind the, the personality that we um, that we portray in our lives. So it, it the school was a it was a it was a massive um, experience for me. And it, it seems to be that last piece of the jigsaw that brought everything together. And then since I've been back coming back in January 2017 and I've, I've just built a whole business around the practice and I was thinking when I came back yeah there might just be a few people who'd be interested in this and up to date there's been over you know 500 people you know that I've taught actively meditation to and it just shows that people are ready for this you know the People are starving for it, really. And, you know, yeah, there is, there's a lot going on, you know, at the level of maybe mental health and suicide and anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I'm in business for quite a long time now because the, the world's on its knees, you know, um, and, and you are the medicine. 
basically. And, and when we really come home to ourselves and we have a simple act of practice of being able to withdraw from the senses and, uh, and cultivate the many behaviours that we, we can um, work with in the practice, then you do become better. You know, you do elevate yourself. There's always an afterglow after the practice. And it's if you keep up an active practice of meditation, you're kept up by the practice. It's just a mental fitness program. You know, so many people nowadays are spending time on their physical health, which is great. But what are we sincerely doing to look at our mental health nowadays? And personally, I feel having simple active practice of training awareness daily, you know, it, it can have a profound way in the way we're behaving in the world, because it, it is about how, how how are we behaving in the world? You know how what what are we thinking? How is our mindset? Because a lot of people's minds are actually set in a certain way, and so it's learning how to break free from you know these these habit patterns, this conditioning, and becoming and stepping into our potential. So yeah, it's 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 been a wonderful practice for me in my own experience. But I, I've 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 witnessed some incredible transformations for people who do dive into the practice. You know, they they know how to practice now. That's my job. It's just there to educate somebody, to inspire somebody, and to motivate them. You know, I I hold people's hand right throughout the process. And then I I also have other courses like a level two. So it's more of a deeper perspective. We sit in longer meditations, you know, and having that group energy is always helpful to dive into, you know, that depth of the experience itself. And um, and then a, a, another course, you know, which which is based around affirmations as well. So it's just branching off into other aspects of, of how meditation can serve us and um, in in our you know day to day moments. It sounds like an amazing journey, you know, Thailand, Mexico exploring different ways and I love the way you can see how your early life is shaped you know doing being a tennis coach for so many years being delved into the science side of things and mm. then you kind of merge the two and then like you say you deliver it in a way that's palatable for people in Liverpool Absolutely. rather than say you know some yogi in India who people aren't going to resonate with as Absolutely. much and also I think it comes down to the person you are, the look, the accent, the yeah. what you deliver, that people will be drawn to that. Yeah. So it's an amazing gift for you to be able to done that and done that for yourself and then begin to serve others. And Absolutely. Others. I mean, I, you know, I, I believe in the experience itself and I don't teach anything that I've never experienced myself, you know, so I've, I've sort of been there and it, it can be, it's not all rainbows and butterflies as well, you know, people are going through a change or a transformation or an awakening, whatever you want to call it. And having, you know, a meditative practice can help to stabilize these experiences, especially maybe even if you do start diving into psychedelics or yoga and or other aspects of, you know, human behavior and self-development. Um, but I think, I mean, I'm just a normal fella, Rob. You know, I still eat pizza and I still like going out for a, a pint. Um, and I'm a really sociable guy. And I think what's really working in Liverpool, as you said, is it's just digestible language, you know, where people, it's just really relatable, up to date, but I'm still really respecting the lineage of the practice. Um, you know, just maybe putting my own flavor within it, but sticking to the systematic approach of how, you know, the practice can serve us all. Uh, Cause it's a universal practice as well. You know, it's, it's non-dogmatic um, and it's non-religious, you know. Yeah, awesome. Interesting, you mentioned TM right at the beginning, your friend, and that's something that I've been practicing for since 2012. Nice. And 
a huge shift, massive shift from doing it. And I think at the core, it's like resilience that it gives mm, you yeah. to face stuff. Yeah. Some of the things that I can face now compared to then, it's like, yeah, of course, I, you know, I've got this. I can yeah. take this because of, I've got my practice. I know I can kind of wash away the day a little bit. Yeah. I can tune back into myself. It's interesting. I remember when I first started doing it and as I'd start to meditate and I'd be like eyes closed so we'd do it for 20 minutes I felt a complete disalignment in my body mm. it kind of felt it was funny felt broken mm. like through it and then over the course of a few months it kind of just like you know shaped back into place really? and I felt like I was taller and, and yeah. everything from doing this but it, it is truly transformational and it's a gift and, and in these times that we live in we need certain tools and techniques yeah. and different health modalities to to keep us, keep yeah. us on track, otherwise we could get washed. Absolutely, I think I think modern times and high-speed living is causing us to be incredibly stressed nowadays, and stress is the silent killer. I think we're psychologically overthinking, um, and you know a lot of people. I mean, seventy percent of people's lives are spent in worry. You know, they project into the future, and they're worrying about a scenario that actually doesn't exist. You know, a lot of people tend to go to that worst-case scenario. I mean, even just to look at it, if you can go to the worst case scenario in the mind, you can actually go to the best case scenario, but most people never look at that side of the coin. Um, and just at the level of the meditative experience, even just at the level of the physical body, when we explore meditation and we have some simple techniques that we dive into on a daily basis, you're pretty much changing the brain waves. You know, you, you tend to maybe go from a high beta brain wave which can put the body in a state of disease. Um, you know, you're charging the nervous system, the sympathetic side of the nervous system, which is just, I mean, it, that has its place, but we're resting in that side of the nervous system way too much throughout our days, which causes, you know, for us to come into this um, uh, chronic stress. You know, we're releasing cortisol, it's a stress hormone. The body's working incoherently. It's like an orchestra playing out of line. And no wonder people are feeling it. They can feel stressed. They feel anxious. They feel heavy. And so having a meditation you know, practice, it helps us to just change the chemistry in the body. You know, we, we tend to maybe go from like the high beta brainwave to a, a low beta brainwave. Then we start to enter alpha, theta. And this is where the body starts to release a whole different set of chemicals. You know, you've got your serotonin, melatonin oxytocin these are just to name a few and and we start to rest back into that parasympathetic side of the nervous system and it's where we're in recovery we're in rest it's known as rest and digest and um and and the body pretty much heals itself and so it is it's just just for anyone out there who who, who is suffering with maybe stress and anxiety just to explore some soft simple active practices of, of meditation which can help to realign the body a little bit, and you know, and and it, it tends to just be a, a lightness of being as well. If you if you have a, a consistent act of practice, I always say to people, if you can do ten minutes every day, rather than maybe an hour once a week, you know, and and, and really go on a journey with it, then the effects do show in in a, in a very positive manner over a period of time. I think there's a misconception that people think meditation is about clearing the mind and because they can't clear the mind you know they get disappointed and it's very much about training the mind and training awareness um, observing what is truly happening and by training the attention the mind 
tends to just settle um, and we may have an experience of thoughtless awareness or stillness and that tends to be revealed through actively training awareness so it's coming at it from a different standpoint um, and that's where you know having a good teacher comes in you know it's to, to be able to guide people into that process and give people an understanding like what is it and what it's not and and how does it look for you and how are we build this practice and then the benefits are just immeasurable it reminds me a bit when i've followed the likes of bruce lipton quite a bit nice and he talks like you know, there's two ways to sort of change stuff you know and one can be through hypnosis and two is repetition yeah and repetition the idea of building a healthy habit a healthy ritual that you do daily mm. removing the one say having a cigarette and a coffee in the morning to meditating and start yeah. making a green juice mm. you do that over and over it literally rewires the brain yeah. and then it just becomes it becomes in your subconscious absolutely. and you just do that absolutely I mean we do habituate in the day Rob you know when we do habituate the subconscious is taking over so you know the likes of Bruce Lipton we, they are talking about reprogramming the subconscious so it takes the conscious mind to build a new healthy habit so then when we do habituate we're getting looked after the subconscious but not you know, more upgraded models of, of how we can behave in the world. I mean, you know, most people don't, I mean, most of society wouldn't leave the house without brushing their teeth. It's just a habit. And as you're saying there, you know, it, it's just learning how to change your healthy habit. It takes personal will, you know, it takes that element of discipline, but we cultivate discipline, having a meditation practice. So they go hand in hand. Um, but I think if we can really uh, start to, you know, cultivate this discipline and this persistence and this consistency for for our own well-being, then you, you, you're looked after. You know, you, you, you tend to um, you tend to bounce out the house. You know, and sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable to 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 start a new habit, but we have to learn how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And yeah, it's it is certain things like maybe just changing that you know that coffee or that lying for just a little bit. You know, ten minutes meditation maybe. A, no herbal tea, um, and uh, I mean, by the sounds of it, you you know you listen to some incredible podcasts and and you know the likes of Bruce Lipton, and these guys are saying you know win that first half an hour in your day, win that first hour in the day, and then you're gonna win the day, you know, and and it's it's really um, important to to own these first parts of of, of your morning, because you you you're just setting yourself up, you know, for healthy momentum. Um, you know, we've all heard of them saying, oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and just not my day to day. And you're just inviting this stuff all day, every day. Mm. But if we elevate our consciousness um, and, you know, we do things which are cultivating these behaviours in the practice, then, you, you know, I can't remember the last time I had a bad day. I've even refrained a bad day. You know, it, it's more just, you know, we get met with challenges now and experiences. You know, it's nothing sort of labelled as bad. It's just, okay, what's unfolding here? What's the lesson for me? Is you know is there a blessing here? Um, so it, it is changing your mindset, but it just, it requires time and patience as well. It doesn't just happen overnight, even though we do have um, incredible shifts quickly. It, it, it's just got to become a, a, a lifestyle, you know, and, and that's where we start to feel into a, a, a real healthy place of well-being. I mean, most people are either in well-being or not well-being. And um, I always say, you know, win that first hour on a Monday morning and you're going to win your week, you know. And it's it, it's it's a really potent way to, to start driving. It's just self-maintenance. And I feel like a self-maintenance programme is an, is an act of self-love. 
you know it's an act of self-respect and when we really start to open ourselves up you know to this way of life to you know take a look at yourself take a look in the mirror you know who do you want to become how are you saving the world you know how are you being useful to others because when you you know you're really in flow and you're aligned to these things then most days are just great you know and, and this for me is a, is a healthy wealthy man or human being it seems to be a, a wealth beyond numbers you know beyond money and which which feels great it sounds it yeah it is i can um I can feel it from you coming out of you. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very empowering as well, isn't it? When you develop certain rituals, certain techniques, you could be having, you know, an uncomfortable day or facing some challenges. But wherever you can go, you know what, I can I can center myself. I can, Absolutely. I can at the end of the day I know that I'm gonna have that time for myself, that sacred space. I can meditate for mm. a little bit of time. I'm gonna give some time for me. Mm. And it's just it's empowering to know that rather than let be let the things outside of our life sort of like pull us along and mm. shape us. In fact we can we can navigate it much better. Yeah, I mean, we're influenced by our outside world, but we can also influence our outside world, you know, and I think, as you said there, just this sense of centre, the the art of just being able to check in with yourself, and that's all meditation is, it's just a check-in, you know, you're just checking your attention back to the present moment reality, whether you're observing the body or the breath, you know, and using simple things in your own experience to just train attention, you're just checking in, and then when you feel a little bit fragmented through your day or maybe you, you feel like you're not so aware, that little check-in, whether you use the breath or it just tends to spontaneously arrive and all of a sudden, you know, you're back in that present moment and you feel a transmission that you may have cultivated in the morning and then, you know, you're ready to make some skill choices and, and, and respond to the world. I think there's a difference between reacting and responding. Um, and, and when we're responding to our, you know, moments from a different space, certainly from a place of awareness, maturity, you know, love, compassion, presence, discipline. These are just immeasurable qualities that we're all capable of, of exploring in our life. Um, it just takes a, an element of, of, um, of will to really, you know, want to sharpen these tools. Yeah, incredible. You touched on it, which um, briefly, and I want to... Okay, so let's go down that path is in terms of talk like you know a healthy conscious man and that's what you call of you know you, you that's what you're giving off and what you're becoming and it's all this like we're moving into this new time now where we've had all the me too movement we've had this thing the way men have signed of treated women for not all men but you know there's a certain pattern for generations centuries of mm. the way they've been treated and mm. now in that time of actually you know it's rebalancing yeah and men can't act the way that way they were in yeah way. i'm not saying like I said, it's not the whole, but there has been, you know, there's incidents of that, of the way people have been treated. And the Me Too movement's come on, has empowered women. Yeah. And it's shown to men, actually, you know what? You can, no way. That's, none of that's acceptable anymore. Mm. And we have to look at ourselves. Yeah. And be, you know, so we're in a bit of that change now. It's like, for men, okay, well, what does, where's all these amazing role models then yeah. for men? We need them now so people can look up to them and embrace them Absolutely. and start to learn just the way to be and I think that's a journey that I've been going on for a while and I'm, I'm fascinated to hear about yours because I know you've got a programme that you do for men and yeah. stuff so I mean it's you know it's important we're touching on this we do live in a patriarchal society you know you mentioned Boris Johnson at the start of the of the podcast and you know these these guys who are um, from my perspective just navigating life from a boy psychology you know Boris Johnson maybe Donald Trump you know, 
you're wondering whether they've had real healthy initiations into manhood to be able to serve, you know, our environments or our community. I've been involved with men's work um, for quite some time. I really started to dive into it around 2015. I had a wonderful guy walk through um, my studio. Uh, his name's Craig White, who's he's a, an incredible um, mentor of mine and a dear friend, and I love him very much. And um, and we've actually ended up working together. I I facilitate on on retreats and it's called Men Without Masks. And the work really gives us an opportunity to take a look at how we've been behaving as men, you know, growing up, you know, from the moment we came out of the womb up until up until today. And I think in the West we don't have any healthy initiations into that mature masculine psyche which helps us to serve the world from a a deeper space a a more mature loving intuitive space i've met many men who look like men but really are navigating life from a boy psychology and you know there's many reasons behind this most men have been raised by women you know we've been raised by our mothers and so we haven't had maybe the 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 mature man in the house um, you know, or the, the you know the the grandfathers, the uncles, the brothers, to really come together and to to learn off one another. You only have to look at some of the indigenous tribes, and you know the men they sit round in circles. You know they tell stories, they go hunting together. You know they do, and they have very healthy initiations where they you know take the boy away from the mother, and there's a healthy separation and. And they take him on a journey, you know, whether that be a pilgrimage or, you know, the likes of maybe some plant medicine or a vision quest, where the the, the boy is being initiated into manhood. And yeah, it's it, it's wonderful work. I've when I started to do the work, I really was able to sincerely look at how I was behaving. You know, it's split up into I suppose these four powers. You know, there's these innate archetypes that are within us and embedded in the psyche and it comes from Jungian psychology and when I really first started to look at the work and have direct experience of it I was able to have a look at certain aspects of how I was behaving in my past and to review it you know to review it uh, to contemplate it and then to change it um, and I've had some wonderful, healthy initiations into into manhood. You know, I've, I've now become a father, and that's definitely an initiation into into manhood. Um, you know, I've sat some plant medicines over a period of time that's helped my psyche to mature. Um, I've been on vision quests. I've done a lot of meditation. You know, just this uh, the capacity to look inside, but have a, a healthy map to navigate from, and so how it's unfolded when I came back from Mexico Craig he he was already developing this uh, this retreat and it's a five-day process where we take men on a journey over five days and we take a good look at the energy you know we pretty much there's a lot of education around the energy and then there's a lot of direct experience you know for that particular archetype so whether it's the the king the lover the magician and the warrior and these are the these four archetypes and we we just take men on a journey over over five days and we sit in circle and we share 
you know, we, we do yoga, we do meditation, and there's 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 other incredible experiences where we can explore some healthy initiations. It's a very safe space. Um, everything that happens on retreat stays on retreat. It's very respectful, and it's just work a whole really close to me. You know, it's wonderful to see men go on a journey. You know, they they almost come in and not necessarily broken men. You know, we we get some wonderful. Um, highly functioning individuals, you know, sports coaches and high businessmen and all this kind of stuff. So there's an eclectic mix of, of men who do walk through the door. But it's just, I feel like it's what's needed nowadays. You know, I come from Liverpool and there's a there's a real sense of a, a, an outer balance warrior energy there. You know, there's a lot of bullies, um, there's a lot of competitiveness and, and it's all driven by fear, really. Um, but there is some incredible people, you know, I've managed to surround myself with some really healthy kings in Liverpool. Um, and I've, I've, I've learned a lot from being around some, some wonderful elders who've helped me to step into my own mature masculine energy. So it's, it's, it's great work, you know, I, I think what's driving it also is that there's a massive suicide rate, you know, within men. I think the numbers are for every, I think it's 80% of male related suicide and for every man that commit suicide I think 40 to 50 men consider it so it, there's a there's something really going on here and I know of quite a number of men in Liverpool who have taken their own lives um, and you know you wonder what's really going on here um, you know and it's because there's no sense of maybe identity or purpose and, and there's not enough of a container for us to to talk as men like you know we've all heard of them them sayings you know man up your pussy and you know boys don't cry and but actually by not having that capacity to feel into my own tears and to be open and to be held i'm i'm just suppressing and and this we're just suppressing so much and and in the end we just end up you know flipping out you know and there's either rage or you, you just come to this place where you just think i've had enough there's no purpose for me here there's no space for me and and there is there's a lot of there's a lot of darkness you know around um around what's unfolding for men so it, it's it's work that i really respect it's work that i'm 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 really grateful to be a part of and hopefully you know when when we start to change the the education around how to raise boys in a, in a really healthy container then we will start to see a shift um, in in you know male consciousness, I suppose. Um, so yeah, it's really it's really great stuff. It sounds incredible, absolutely incredible, and so needed at this time, yeah. as you said. And what resonates with me particularly is around the way you know traditionally brought up in small families, mum and dad in the house, potentially yeah. even single parent families a lot now. Um, particularly led by the mothers and going back to native times you know it takes as you say the same as it takes a village to raise uh, you know a child Absolutely. and the more people that we can have around them different influences yeah then, the more we can learn the more we can grow and and to have more people like well, what you're talking about and you know 
being able to balance this energy and to know what it means to be a strong man in the world but not to be to do it abusive mm-hmm. we're going to grow up in such a way and I often think it's it's interesting that you said about big boys don't cry because I did a podcast me talking about my own vulnerability mm-hmm. about things that had happened to me in my life that I'd kind of like locked inside of me and I think the more that we can encourage children and boys and girls particularly boys to, to show their emotions yeah. like if you see a little boy or girl when they're three or four you know, they all cry the same. They fall over, they cry. They don't get one, they cry. Something happens, they cry. Mm-hmm. At some point, that little, that thing kicks in. Big boys don't cry. Yeah. They grow up. You need to be strong. Yeah. And there's no real judgment from the people saying that because that's just what's been imprinted. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's I think the belief system. We need to now, now's the time to cut them ties, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. If we're going to be used to this, yeah. whatever this new amazing world's going to look Absolutely. like for us, for these kids. So yeah, it's really amazing. And, and to be able to do this now in the retreats with, you know, older men, mature men, then just think of the wisdom they're going to be passed on to Absolutely. Them. cutting them ties. Absolutely. I think it's just, it's about education. You know, it's about being educated about this stuff. And I mean, if, if we were teaching this stuff to, to, you know, in the mainstream schooling system, you know, to boys, um, the, the world would look a different place. You know, we really have to take a good look and, and how, how, how are we raising boys? You know, and I think inevitably in the West, we've been domesticated. You know, we, we live in boxes, we work in boxes, so we're not really connecting to nature anymore. You know, we, we, there's a lot of, I suppose, these young boys and that they're on they're on computer games all day, every day. So they're just, it's normal to to pull out a knife or, or you know to to you know to, to be in gangs and and you know to to do things which aren't really you know respectful to to the way society is. And and so these young boys, they're just being conditioned to 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 be suppressed and to be, you know, out of balance. You know, bulldozing through life, selfish, um, you know, cold. And you do you see it because there's a massive knife crime going on at the moment, and it's there needs to be a massive shift. And hopefully, you know, with the work that we're doing, and and there's other wonderful men who are trying to hold the space. It, it, it's. It's exciting times, but I feel like it could be a lot more rapid. You know, it's, I'm just wondering where where that comes into, and definitely if we could, I'd love to teach what we teach in schools. You know, really go in there and 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 start working with just just educating kids. You know, educating kids, and it's simple things like you know letting boys know that it's it's safe, it's okay to cry. It actually is is you know you it's it shows that you you you're courageous. You know, it's, it takes courage to, to be vulnerable. Um, and for anyone listening, you know, if, if you, you've got to be really careful with what you're saying to your children. You know, stop crying. Stop crying. You're just, you're just suppressing their emotions. And we're emotional beings. And when we, when we have a safe container that it's okay, it's okay to express our emotions, it's okay to be, you know, and explore what's coming up for us, then... You, you feel safe you feel like it's okay to purge and um, and when you do that you, f- you feel like you're releasing things out of the psyche and you, you feel much lighter you, you know you, you do and I've had wonderful experiences you know doing this, this this work with men you know sitting in circle listening to stories consciously listening to men consciously being held by men and um, being able to purge my own demons and my own um thought processes and, and, and talk about things in such a um, an honest private way you know I've said things in circle which I suppose I've never told anybody and it's been really healthy for me because it's allowed me to 
to be to to let go and and to you know really initiate into this um, into this maturity, which I really feel like I'm coming into. I feel it takes time to become a man. You know, it takes experiences, and I'd like to think I'm coming to this place now where I can hold space for other men to do the same. And then there's a knock-on effect. You know, there's definitely a ripple effect. So it's you know we're just doing our best, and and hopefully um, th- things will just unfold naturally. I mean, the men without mask retreat, it's it's starting to become a monster. Um, you know, we've got five retreats next year. Um, and, and it's just really starting to become its own spirit. And I think over a period of time, th- th- it will just start to move into other areas and aspects of, of life. You know, I'd love to maybe work with, again, schools, teenagers. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all good. Brilliant. So the five-day retreats, where do you go on them? So we, we have a wonderful uh, house um, in Buxton. It's called Whaley Hall. It's in Whaley Hall. And we use this retreat centre. It's a lovely old um, Victorian house. I think it dates back to like the 12th century. And um, it's it's just lovely grounds. You know, we have a, a wonderful rooms. One big room that we do yoga and meditation in. One room that we we share in. And then there's sort of um, experience that we have. You know, we, we go for walks. We have other um sort of initiation processes which which I'm gonna keep sort of secret, you know. because um, it's it's um it's all very confidential. And it, it, it is it's wonderful space. It's just outside of Manchester, you know, just, just past Manchester Airport. And it, it is it's just a, a really lovely space. You know, we we come away from any social media, you know, everyone gives the phone up on the first day. So you you'd have almost a digital detox as well. And the food's incredible, you know, it's run by a couple of wonderful fellas who, uh, who cook us some wonderful, uh, some wonderful food. But the food's very light as well, you know, we sort of stay off like sugar, um, any meat, any bread, dairy. It's, it's kept really clean, it's vegetarian food. And it, even that allows the process of things to come up. You know, we use food nowadays to push things down back into the psyche and suppress our emotions or suppress things that rise up. So yeah, it's it, it, it's a very systematic approach, very clever the way we do it. And we fine-tuned it now. We've, we've probably done about seven or eight um, retreats over the last few years. And it's just, again, it's becoming this real, um, it's becoming this real monster. You know, the, 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 the courses are filling up very quickly. And, you know, where the mouth, you know, it's all about where the mouth. People are just coming from retreats and like, wow, listen, I've had an incredible experience and, and the retreats are filling up quickly so it's, it's really nice to see as well. Transformational. Absolutely. Really transformational and, and such a gift for them people going on it. One, to have a digital detox for five days. Wow, what a blessing that would be. Absolutely. But then also to be in nature, to be around people that you feel like can be held and supported. Yeah. You're eating good food, you're doing activity, you're getting a place to open up and share. It's, it's like essential and even if one person just does one of them absolutely you go home and you're a different person yeah and then your life will un- unfold in a different way yeah because of that absolutely and there's an accountability process afterwards you know the, the the men who come together they all stay you know in touch and they tend to maybe have a um a zoom call once every few weeks so that so the, the checking in so then you have a support network then you know of your own circle of men that you can just check in with um and it's it's wonderful to see the, the, the you know, we have a, a, um, a Facebook group and it's just so nourishing to watch these men, you know, continue to 
and feel into that afterglow of the process. You know, it's an incredible five days and what we go through together. You know, I'm really lucky because I, I get to dive into the experience myself, whole space for other men, see the transformations that happen. And I get paid, <laughs> so it's win-win for me. Um, but yeah, it's, and you know, you, we check in with, with different men from different retreats and some of the things that these guys are really stepping into, you know, they, they've become a king, you know, and, and when the king is healthy, then the kingdom, you know, your life becomes healthy, the things around you become healthy. And we just we just help people to navigate and this understanding of how we can use this map in our day-to-day lives, you know, whether we're tapping into the lover, whether we're tapping into the, the warrior, the magician, the king, you know, and, and we're really using these powers within us to, you know, step into our mature masculine energy and, and to, to really demonstrate these qualities to other people. You know, actions speak louder than words. And when we're demonstrating these qualities, then you elevate others naturally. So it is, it's wonderful to see. Incredible. I'm, I'm signing off. <laughs> so your November one's fully booked. November's right? fully booked, yeah. We, um, we've we got five retreats next year. Um, that first one's in February. And then, you know, so on and so forth through the year. So I definitely invite, you know, not just yourself, but any man who's interested in, you know, self-development, personal transformation, you know, um, growth and just you know if you, if you really maybe looking to find yourself to explore yourself on different levels this is an incredible incredible experience and, and a retreat and um, it's it's definitely something which will have a, a very positive effect on all men's lives you know we, we don't have you just watch the men and you just this process they go on five days it's like wow it really is a wow and until you experience it yourself then it's, it's quite difficult to put it into words um, but yeah I'd lo- it'd be great to have you with us Rob I've got a couple of people in mind as well that I'm going nice. to tell them about for sure so you talked about um, Craig White friend now mentor or you know yeah um, and he's had a big influence on you and yeah. you now partnered up and stuff I'm interested to know obviously you're now passing on this wisdom holding this space for these men who are you now kind of looking up to for your wisdom and your guidance well again it's the likes of Craig White you know there's another guy who holds the space with us our other facilitator on Men Without Masks name's Andy Kershaw and these these guys are just pioneering you know they're, they're just always moving forward always they're just feeling into this this their naturalness and the things they're doing in their personal and professional endeavours is just immeasurable and so um, I'm really lucky to have these type of men in my life, but you know, just the likes of my own father. You know, he who is a, a he turned sixty last week, and someone who's been really steadfast in my life. You know, I, I'm I'm really lucky to have a, a you know a, a really healthy, mature man there who I can lean on, um, and and speak to in confidence. And then there's other there's other really solid guys in Liverpool that I've I've. You know, come to know and and to build some really nice relationships with. I think maybe on a um, on a on a different level, it's just things like you know social media or YouTube. You know, you mentioned Bruce Lipton before, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know Greg Braden. Um, you know, it's it's these guys, these these kinds of guys that I'm just checking in with daily. You know, these there's so many things on YouTube now. These short motivational videos that and and they're just elevating me you know 
they do an incredible work on the planet. You know, even Russell Brand, you know, I check here with his podcasts, the likes of Joe Rogan. You know, these 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 guys are really pioneering. They they they're, they're stepping up, and they are holding the space for for growth and education and motivation and inspiration. And it's these qualities that you know are really shining through into my life. And then it it naturally just unfolds from from there. You know, it it just seems to be a, this this natural bounce from into then my own community of people. Um, and it's just great to. To, to, to be around, you know, some generative, wholesome guys in Liverpool. I've also cut some cords. You know, you have to cut some cords. You have to learn how to let people go, you know, who are maybe not serving your highest good, you know, and, and that's been a process. You know, there's certain people in my life that um, I've had to let go of because they're toxic, you know, and, uh, and I wish them well and, you know, there's no love lost. But you just make skilled choices. I just float in different circles nowadays. And I, I tend to float with people who celebrate me and vice versa. So the time I do spend with people is authentic. You know, it's natural, it's flowing. Um, because we haven't got time, you know. I feel like I haven't got time to, to be pacifying people and, and to be in that way of living anymore. You know, it's important that I'm generative. You know, I'm influenced, but I'm also influencing um, but I, I'm lucky because I've come to a deeper understanding of how I want to navigate my experience. So that helps me to make some skill choices. Who is it that I'm floating with? You know, what is it that I'm watching? What is it that I'm reading? What am I putting in my body? Um, you know, what are my experiences? You know, and this becomes my diet. You know, when we come back to that self-maintenance program, uh, it, it's, it's an easy no to certain things and then it's an easy yes to others. And so making skill choices has helped me to align my, you know, what I actually value and what lights me up in the world. Amazing. It's um it's beautiful to hear and just um yeah, to be to be here in your presence and just chat to you about stuff and see that, you know, you're close by as well. Yeah. And um I'm definitely gonna be checking out the retreats and stuff and be telling people about it and I'm interested to know then, um so what you know, if if there's any little bit is it has there only been a time when you've just had that total wisdom from someone, that amazing bit of advice and you've just been like, Wow I think it's been off myself, really. You know, um, my dad always used to give good advice. You know, he there was a few things. Um, you know, he said like, you know, let things happen. You know, let things be. Decisions are made for you sometimes, and and that always stuck with me. I think there was certainly one um, mantra, and it comes from my mother actually, and she's always said, if you don't ask, you don't get, and that's definitely been embedded within me. And it's, I suppose I've always been quite a cheeky chappy, but it's allowed me to really ask for what I want. Because most of the time in life, we don't really ask for what we want and we can be afraid of really voicing what is it that we need and what is it that we want. Um, But there are some other wonderful, you know, teachers that I'm around at the moment, a very special friend of mine called Gavin Kendrick. Um, You know, he seems just, um, just his presence alone really lights me up. Um... Yeah, and it just it, it, nothing that I can think of at the moment, but I think it's been, I suppose, my own reason, you know, the capacity to listen to my own reason and feel into my own insights. The more and more I've been taking a look at myself, the more and more I invite and allow these insights and, and pockets of inspiration to, to come to me. And then they just come, they're like them, you know, we 
we can think about you know the, the the ascended masters and all of these spiritual teachers on the planet and they just tend to have some small quotes here and there you know um there's one saying by a, a sage called Padma Sambhava and he says arrive at everybody or arrive at nobody you know and it's learning how to be present with what's in front of you and it's it's certain small quotes like that that have really helped to for me to take a good look at yeah you know how am I who am I arriving at and how am I being present and am I being compassionate and things like that so there's just been an eclectic mix over a period of time which is which is definitely um just slipped into my consciousness and it's been great to to um to navigate them experiences yeah well it's amazing to hear that you know you've had that that wisdom come through from your parents but then also from from other places yeah. so it's not like you've had to look outside your your, your home yeah so you've had that strength around mm. there as well and that wisdom so obviously you've you know you're in a you know great place now and you're yeah, you're becoming this conscious man and stuff, so it must be a great place to be knowing that you've got a young daughter, yeah. uh, you know, growing up, that you can impart some of this wisdom Absolutely. and hold the space. I'm sure she'll end up teaching you far more than Oh, she teaches me a lot, this little girl, you know. I think um, I think nothing really prepares you to, to be a father, you know, and a parent. And uh, when the cease came in uh, 2017, it's, um, you know, again, it was just another initiation into manhood, into fatherhood. And it's been um, it's been uh, times challenging, you know that sort of lack of sleep, <laughs> them late nights. But I certainly wouldn't change any any of it for the world. And she, you know, we're here guardians and we're here to show her the way. But certainly she's already shown us, um, you know, given us plenty of of, of insights, um, you know, and, and and it takes this level of persistence and grit determination to be to be a parent and to try to be a conscious parent um so yeah it's um it, it's 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 wonderful i i i've always had this deeper sense of maybe wanting to be a father and not certain how it was going to unfold and the way it unfolded was just completely magical um so it's 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 all good and, and being a father is, is certainly a, a, a special thing which i'm really grateful to experience awesome yeah amazing to hear um, so just a couple of last things just so we chat on. So, you know, besides your retreats and stuff and uh, um, workshops you're doing, what else have you got, you know, coming up? Okay, so um, I'm actually put, currently putting an app together. Um, I feel like there's so much to offer and I it just feels really honest and it just feels right to put this app together. I've been right. I've been doing a lot of material for it since um, the start of the year, and I'm hoping that it's going to launch towards the end of the year. And there's a lot of audios and a lot of guiding meditation practices, you know, things from you know mindful techniques to uh, manifestation affirmations. Um, I'm looking to possibly do my own podcasts and release you know new conversations and new information each each month you know, on all matters related to the human experience and, you know, personal development. And then there's tutorials on the app as well, you know, just things, you know, about human behaviour. And, and so it's just a lot of creativity which is coming out of me. And I'm really excited to launch it. There's a there's a sort of a deeper meaning why I'm releasing the app because I, I have this vision of opening up a meditation centre in Liverpool you know, a, a sense for human excellence and transformation, you know, where we, where we can dive into so many, you know, areas of, of the community, you know, children, people with addicts, 
you know, addictions, you know, homeless people, just the, the whole range. You know, I have this sense of wanting to have a safe space each morning where people can just come and meditate at 6 a.m. and it's free. You know, I see this room of like 100 people. So I have this vision of a big, massive house in the heart of Liverpool and I'm manifesting it and I'm moving towards it. Um, and so the app is, is, is going to fund it. You know, I feel like the app, it, it's got its own, um, you know, it's already going to save so many people. But the, the subscription that I'm going to be, you know, uh, putting into the app, it's all, it's all building something else. You know, it's building this greater vision. So I'm excited. The, the app's been, again, it, it's been something which I've really enjoyed. I've never got pen to paper so much and it's been so much creativity in there. And, I ha and I've realised actually how much I've learned and how much I've experienced and how much I've evolved. And so I do want to share that with others. You know, there's there's a, a clean intention for myself to to you know uh, to genuinely share and and um, and and to upgrade and, and elevate other people and, and to serve you know the people around me. So I'm I'm really excited for it. I've called it the Scouse Guru, um, <laughs> which I'm really excited for. And yeah, it hopefully hopefully going to launch it at the end of the year. So that's the vision. I think a meditation centre. Um, I'm holding that close to my consciousness, and and I'm I'm also you know I know the mission towards that vision, you know, and that comes from the men's work, you know, I'm knowing what steps to take, and it's all unfolding naturally. I'm just letting things happen, putting things in place, um, and then who knows, you know, who knows? But that that that's the sort of the the one constant in my life at this moment in time, which is you know helping me to to drive towards it. Um, and I think the likes, you know, of Men Without Masks, that will just continue to unfold naturally. And, you know, Planet Yoga, you know, we've been open seven years now and that I've I'm really proud of what that studio has become. Um, and, and then even the journeys, you know, the, the ceremonies that we hold, you know, where we come together, um, we, we help people to, to feel into themselves on a deeper level. So everything's just in a good space, you know, and we're excited to... To, to see how it all unfolds, but I'm, I'm also really, I keep things real, you know, and I try to stay in the present moment as much as I can, as much as I have a, a vision and I'm manifesting these, these, these visions. It's, I take each day as it comes, you know, and, and um, it's about trying to stay, you know, authentic. And, and that's where, that helps me to, that humbles me, you know, it keeps me in a place of humility, um, that yeah, I am the master of my moments. But there's also a greater intelligence which is working and I try to stay coherent with that. Um, so yeah, it's all good. Amazing. Absolutely incredible to hear. And what a gift it is for you to be able to channel all this wisdom and this knowledge into the different practices of it, you know, the retreats, and particularly the app, that's kind of real playground for you to just yeah. pull in all the things that you've learned over the past whatever dozen or so years and mm -hmm. that and just like put it in there and it can and the great thing with an app and stuff like that it continues to grow and yeah. evolve it doesn't have to be this fixed thing and absolutely the idea of a retreat center in liverpool would be you know incredible and I can, when you're saying that i can just picture the idea of you know you'd opening the doors early and you'd be inviting people in like you know homeless people giving yeah. them an opportunity to absolutely. to have some a quiet space yeah. for them to you know away from like the chaos of what their life yeah. will be and that could be the thing that actually anchors them and, and shoots them off in a Absolutely. different direction yeah. and you know it's yeah you're doing incredible work and it's, a, you. it's amazing to see and 
real inspiration. So Thank yeah, you. I'll um, definitely be checking more of, of what you're doing out. And stuff. But last question, something that I like to ask okay. all my guests. So this podcast is all about sharing what good people are doing, like yourself. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who's looking to go out into the world and do their own bit of good? Um, is to be honest with yourself. You know, I think um, is certainly when you know we're the only species that tells lies. You know, and a lot of a lot of people are telling lies to themselves. And when you can really be honest with yourself and own that, I think that's a, an an incredible quality. Um, is to tell the truth to yourself. That's certainly one thing. Is to try and keep things real. Um, but also learn how to cultivate some sort of program. You know, a self maintenance program, which helps to sharpen your tools. You know, and it keeps you elevated. And it, it, it can send you into the into your potential you know whatever ideas you have and whatever creativity that comes comes you know within us is that put it into action you know it's uh, it's definitely having the capacity to act upon things you know otherwise it's just a thought so i think two things is, is tell the truth and um and don't be afraid you know failure is a, is a big teacher of ours you know i think nowadays a lot of people are afraid of failing um and i've failed many times but it's been an incredible teacher for me to, to you know to to really persist um and and to step up so telling the truth um and and yeah just just put things into action and um you know we ask them questions what's the worst that can happen but i think we've also got to ask the other question what's the best that can happen and i think when we maybe hold that close to us then who knows anything is possible yeah great way to to you know wrap up and i think that that's not you know, a few bits of wisdom there, incredible, but so much wisdom as well to share throughout this podcast. Wonderful. So incredible. I'm looking forward to getting out there. Yeah. What's the best way for people to connect with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Um, so you can reach me on Instagram. So it's Martin Bone Meditation. Um, and I've got an email address, which is martin at martinbonemeditation.com. I'm also on Facebook, which is, again, my name, Martin Bone. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, there's, 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 I use social media, you know, as a really... Um, healthy platform for me to, to get the work out there um, and also we've got Planet Yoga Liverpool so c- come and join us at Planet we've got some lovely yoga teachers there um, we've got some really great workshops and events happening all the time so yeah it, it, just just through social media is, is, is a fantastic way to reach me and um, I must say I've really enjoyed you know being here you know you've invited me into your home Robin uh, I've loved uh, I've just loved every minute of it you know it's been really riveting and um, and I've loved your company. Your presence is is really is of a, a, a deep maturity and sincerity, and I, uh, I wish you the best for the future. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Now. So there's today's episode wrapped up with Martin Bone. Hope you guys enjoyed that one as much as I did. I felt like it flowed really well. Time flew for me when I was doing the interview, which is always a good sign for me personally. Um, if you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend um, and be sure to check out the show notes, which are on the website, thedogoodpodcast.co.uk. And until next time, guys, have a good one. Mm-hmm.